0: The Johnson's Wax Program with Fibber McGee
1: and
0: Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self Polishing Glow Coat present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the King's and Billy Mills Orchestra. There's no mistaking the Glow Coat Glow when you see it on your kitchen linoleum. It has a luster you can't miss, a luster that can only be had with genuine Johnson's Glow Coat. What's more, that glow is now brighter. Yes, there's a new glow in this self-polishing floor wax that makes your linoleum shine far more brightly than before. Yet, while its glow is brighter, Glow Coat is as easy as ever to use. You just apply it to your linoleum and forget about it. As it dries, Glow Coat produces its own gleaming finish without any help from you. Remember that there's only one Glow Coat. It's made exclusively by the makers of Johnson's Wax. And it comes in the familiar yellow container with the bright red band. Tomorrow, ask for the self-polishing floor wax that women favor two to one. Johnson's Glow (laughs) Coat. One thing about Mr. McGee of 79 Wistful Vista, when he has something to say, he says it. And he always has something to say, especially when somebody else is talking. Listen to Mrs. McGee trying to read him an item in the paper as we join Fibber McGee and Molly. Hey,
1: here's
2: an interesting thing, McGee. It says they're using airplanes now to drop hay to cattle that are stranded in the snow, and oh, they. Oh,
3: yeah, sure. That's called the hay lift, Molly.
2: I know. According to the paper. The there, reason they
3: call it the hay lift is on a kind of they have to lift the hay out of the hayloft and lift it onto the hay lift plane before the hay lift plane can lift the hay loft. <laughs> Which is how a hay lift lifts hay, of course, aloft.
2: <laughs> I see. Well, according to the paper. Frankly,
3: I think they're going at the thing all wrong, anyhow. I fed cattle myself, you know On Uncle Sycamore's ranch in Wyoming
2: Well, anyhow This paper says the cattle are marooned in snow Several feet deep Shouldn't and then not ought
3: to be- turn cattle loose in snow that deep <laughs> they will catch cold Read some more, Molly
2: I'm trying to, McGee It goes on to say When that- I
3: worked on Uncle Sycamore's ranch last We never had snow like that all summer Got a whole lot hotter
2: than it did colder on account of because you... McGee! For goodness sakes. Uh Huh? Sit down, dearie. Mother wants to talk to you.
3: Huh?
2: Look, sweetheart. I liked you a lot, you know that. But you do have one bad fault. I do? Yes, you do. You have a terrible habit of interrupting people when they're telling you something. I do? Yes. You should learn to keep quiet when other people are talking, dearie. Everybody likes a good listener. You wouldn't like it if nobody listened to you, would you?
3: Oh, what a horrible thought. (laughs) But you're right, kiddo. I'm sold. Everybody likes a good listener, and from now on, that's me. Good. Besides, I got a hunch you hear more stuff when you're listening than you do when you're talking.
2: (laughs) I think you have a thought there.
3: Probably hear some awful tripe, too, but I'll listen. I'll stop buttoning, in. I'll keep my big fat mouth shut...
2: This is somebody interesting, dearie.
3: No, probably isn't. Probably just one of our friends. But come in.
4: Oh, hello, Mr. Oldtimer. Hello there, kids. Hi, Johnny. Hi, daughter. Hey, did you hear about the grass widow that dyed her hair, kids? No, what about her? It's a top secret. Now, uh, here's that, that one on the radio. Some comedian you said that... You think that's
3: funny? You ought to hear the jokes I used to tell when I and Fred and Nittany wasn't walking. Huh? Oh, oh. <laughs> excuse me, old timer. I' sorry I interrupted you. Go right ahead with your conversation. Well,
4: I was just going downtown anyhow. Sir. I'm turning over
3: a new leaf. <laughs> Gonna stop buttoning in all the time when people are talking. Like that, he means. Yes. I'm going to listen more and talk less. People hate a guy that talks all the time. Go ahead and talk. <laughs> That's all right, Johnny.
4: Everybody talks too much. Papa used to always tell us not to talk so much when us kids was kids, kids. Good fatherly advice. Yep, I can hear him now, daughter. Clam up, kids, he'd say. Here come the cops. We're always... Hey, yes. Uh... <laughs>
3: What'd your father do for a living, old-timer? Work?
4: Yep, he tried everything, Johnny, but luck was against him. Yeah? I mind he opened up a restaurant one time and they throwed him in jail.
2: Arrested him, huh? Why?
4: Politics, daughter. The restaurant he opened up belonged to the mayor.
3: <laughs> I suppose you had to work when you were little. How oh, was that, Johnny? I says I suppose you had to work when you were
4: little. Like a beaver, Johnny. Yeah? I mind one time I took up pigeon raising. I bought six pigeons, hung out a sign, sold 27 of them the hey, next hey, week. Hey, and I was hey, hey, up... hey, wait a minute.
3: How could you sell 27 birds when you only had six to start with?
4: homing pigeons, son. Yeah. Sell a pair in the morning, they'd be home by noon. (laughs) Sell them again after lunch and they'd be back in the coop by sundown. I'd have made a fortune at it if something hadn't come up unexpected. What came up? Jeopardy Sheriff, daughter. (laughs) Well, that's
3: nothing compared... (laughs) That's nothing compared to the racket I had as a kid. I sprayed white rabbits with aluminum paint and sold them for silver foxes. (laughs) I had quite a deal. Oh, Oh, excuse the interruption. Sorry, go, go ahead with your story, old timer. That's very interesting. Thanks, Johnny.
4: Well, I like can't. as interesting
3: as my experience with the rabbits, though. <laughs> go ahead anyway. I'll listen. No.
5: <laughs>
3: you talk, Johnny. I'll listen.
4: No,
5: no.
3: You go ahead, I'll
4: listen. No, you. No, you. Uh, Johnny, I'd love to stay and play games with you, but I got a date. A date? Yep, I'm taking Bessie to lunch, kids. Every payday, I take Bessie out and do we eat? Oh, isn't that thoughtful? So
2: today's your payday, is it?
4: Nope, Bessie's. (laughs) Shalom, (laughs)
2: kids.
0: Billy Mills, the orchestra, and powder your face with sunshine.
3: Listener, Molly? Yes, you
2: talk too much. Mm.
1: <laughs>
2: you should give others a chance to speak now and then, for the sake of good manners, if nothing else. Well,
3: I, I'm making an effort, kiddo. Anytime I make up my mind to do something, I do it. All I got to have is an aqueduct reason for doing it. A what? An aqueduct reason. If I don't have an aqueduct reason, no. I can't... No.
2: No, sweetheart.
3: Huh?
2: You don't mean an aqueduct reason. You mean an adequate reason.
3: You mean on, a, you mean on account of adequate means good manners? Like Emily Post wrote a book on proper etiquette?
1: <laughs>
3: you know, should she ask the gentleman in for a cup of sassafras tea after he spent 90 bucks on her in a nightclub, or should she brush no. him off? No, McGee,
2: that was not adequate.
3: Well, I'll say it wasn't. At <laughs> least the gal could have done would be to smush a little bit in the front hall. Because no. <laughs> that... I mean,
2: that was not a book about adequate. That was etiquette.
3: I thought an etiquette was a kind of an overhead sewer. <laughs> that brings water from someplace that needs it down to where they don't want it.
2: Now we're getting someplace. That's an aqueduct.
3: It is? Well, then what did I say wrong in the first place? You
2: said you needed an aqueduct reason. You mean adequate.
3: Look, let's leave Emily Post out of this. All I said...
2: Come in, for goodness sake. Hello, Your Honor. <coughs> McGee, it's
3: the mayor. Well, so tis, so tis. Hi, Latriv. Hello, Mrs. McGee.
2: McGee? Do sit down, Mr. Mayor. We're in the midst of an interesting experiment.
3: Is that so? What is it? I'm trying to get to be a good listener, Latrive. You know how I always been. The minute somebody starts talking, I butt in like a popcorn eater at a sad movie. <laughs> yes, yes, I've uh, often noticed. Gab, I... gab, gab, that's me. And by George, I made up my mind to correct it.
0: Well, I think that's a very yes, excellent. From I... now on, I
3: listen. I'm very glad to hear that, because they've so all been... Sit down there, Latrive, and start talking.
2: <laughs> Better make some pointed remarks, Mr. Mayor. It's the only way you'll ever get them in. Now, you keep quiet, Terry.
3: Okay. I'll be quieter than a rubber-heeled butterfly tiptoeing over 20 foot of wet moss.
1: <laughs>
3: Go ahead and talk, Latrive. How? <laughs> oh, I'll keep quiet. What's the news of our city government, boy? What's the latest civic improvement?
0: You keeping mm-hmm. quiet. <laughs> If I live long enough to see it. <laughs> I was telling Miss Tremaine last night that of all the
1: people Phoebe I Tremaine, know... Miss Tremaine?
3: Yours and Doc Gamble's girlfriend? <laughs> How is Phoebe Latreff? Miss Tremaine is fine, thank you. She may go east to do a play.
2: Oh, really? Say, she's a fine actress, isn't she, Mr. Mayor?
3: Oh, terrific, Molly. If you could see her making Latreff and... <laughs> yes, sir. You ought to see her making Latreff and Doc Gamble. Both think they're the only man in her life. Oh, boy. What a performance. Well...
2: McGee? Mm? You say she's going east, Mr. Mayor?
3: Uh, She's considering
0: it, yes. If she finds the right vehicle for her talents in New York... Oh, them
3: New York vehicles.
0: (laughs) Oh, boy, they scare
3: me to death, Latriv. Tell Peavy to stay out of them. I'm afraid we're talking about two different... I'll never forget one experience I had in a New York vehicle. (laughs) The driver says to me, he says, where to, Mac? And I says, follow that cab up ahead there. I says, and he says, are you a cop or a private eye? And I says, I'm neither one, bud. I says, I'm just a mug that got out of that other taxi and left his suitcase in it.
1: <laughs>
3: well, sir, McGee. He... So he steps on the... Ga- huh?
2: You haven't let Mayor Latrivia finish one single sentence. You've interrupted everything he said.
3: I have? Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm... I'm sorry, Your Honor. That's quite all right, McGee. You've done me a favor. When the next election comes
0: and the papers start asking me questions, I want to remember to do one thing. Yeah, what, Latreff? Shut up. Huh? Good day, Molly.
2: You see, McGee, he was really annoyed. Yeah. I tell you, you simply must be more courteous to people. Yeah, I
3: know. i got to start controlling myself. This gab habit is a worse curse than drink. By the way, what do you hear from Uncle Dennis?
2: Well, I had a card from him the other day. He's very well.
3: He's in good spirits, and vice versa, I suppose.
2: <laughs>
3: the only time he's ever Hello, Molly. Hi, pal. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hi, junior. Hey, before I forget it, I brought you a cigar, pal. Got it at a sales meeting. Oh, swell, junior. Just put it on the desk here. I'll smoke it later.
0: Fine. One of your salesmen have a baby? No. But his wife did. <laughs> He was passing out cigars, so I grabbed as each one.
2: Sit down, Mr. Wilcox. We were just working on a little problem when you came in. What problem is that? Me. I
3: talk too much.
2: (laughs) It isn't your talking so much, sweetheart. It's the fact that you keep interrupting everybody else. Yeah. If the government ever heard you in a conversation, they'd arrest you for operating a monopoly.
0: She's right, pal. You're always interrupting me. The minute I say Johnson's self polishing blow-coat, for instance... Ah, but you're, you're always talking about blow-coat.
1: You're always McGee. saying...
2: You
3: interrupted Mr. Wilcox right in the... Molly, please. You interrupted
0: me when I... Was... Oh, hey, hey, pal. <laughs> Wait a minute. My gosh, I can't ever... Now, look, look. We're off to a bad start here. Everybody's interrupting everybody. Yes, you are, McGee.
2: Now, let Mr. Wilcox talk.
3: Okay, I'll be quiet. Shoot, Junior. I mean, shoot,
0: Junior. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, do you mind if I sit on the corner of the desk here, Molly, where I can look out to the kitchen and see that beautiful blowcoat on your kitchen linoleum? Oh,
2: not at all, Mr. Will. Thank
0: you. No. Because Johnson's self-polishing blowcoat is not only a delight to look at, but it's the finest protection for your linoleum that money can buy. Needs no rubbing. Hey, hey, wait, wait. And no buffing. It's easy to use. Just hey. pour it out, spread it around, let it dry in 20 minutes or less to a beautiful... Yeah, yeah, but look. Hush,
2: hush, McGee. Hey, yeah, but he's Quiet. Go on, Mr. Wilcox.
0: To a beautiful, sparkling finish that makes spilled things so easy to wipe off. Yeah, and Glowcoat now has a new post war glow added. But, which, uh, Shush, McGee. Which every housewife will appreciate. Johnson's self hey, Look, look. All right. Wicks. All what? right, all right. Huh. I give up. Look, pal. You ask me in. You tell me to talk. Yes. You invite me to sit down. And what happens? I'll tell you what happens. You're sitting on my cigar.
3: What? <laughs>
0: look at it busted all to pieces. Oh, gee, I'm sorry, pal. But look, about this habit of butting in all the time, you keep working on it, you can cure it. I had a cousin with the same trouble.
2: Oh, did you, Mr. Wilcox?
0: Yep. Big Budinsky Wilcox. (laughs) He got over it, finally. Yeah, how? Junior, how? He died.
1: (laughs) Go on, (laughs) kid. (laughs) Hmm. What
3: a help he was. Give me a good cigar and then parks his big fat sales talk on it and busts
1: Well,
2: I'm going upstairs to sort the laundry. You just keep concentrating, dearie. You can talk of that thing.
3: Okay, Tootsie. Ah, there goes a good kid. You think how patient she's been with me all these years and me so Gabby. After she said I do, she's hardly been able to get a word in since. And that ain't. Come to... Come in. Oh, hi, sis. Come on in. Well, how's things, Steenie?
6: Oh, just standing, Mr. McGee, I'll bet you. Yeah? I just thought I'd step in and and say hello on my way to the library.
3: Oh, you did, eh?
6: Yeah, it was, hmm?
3: I said you did, eh? Did what? Thought you'd stop on your way and say hello.
6: On my way where? To
1: the library. And
6: say hello to who? To me. I know it.
1: (laughs) Hello.
3: What's the book you're taking back to the library?
6: Oh, oh, this was a dandy book, I bet you. Robertson Crusoe.
3: Oh. Robertson Crusoe, eh? Yeah, that's a fine book, sis. Great story.
6: Mm, I'll say, mister. You know what? Hmm? He was casted away on a desert island and almost ate up by, got ate up by some cannonballs, and he saw a fingerprint of a man's foot on the sand, and he was a man. Hmm. And Robinson Crusoe saved his life from the cannonballs and named him Friday. (laughs)
3: Yeah, I remember. Well, tell me some more.
6: Okay. (laughs) Gee, I like to tell you stories, Mr. McGee. You do, sis? Why? On account of you never interrupt me like other people do. (laughs) Well, I think it's...
3: I I think it's rude to interrupt people, Teenie. Bad manners. I've always been considered a good listener myself.
1: (laughs)
6: blushing, Mr. McGee.
3: Huh? Oh, well, I guess I was just embarrassed to think how long it's been since I read a good book like Robertson Crusoe.
6: <laughs> you know
3: why Robertson named his man Friday?
6: Sure I do, I bet Why? You. Because he wanted to keep him with him there on that island. He didn't want anybody to take him away.
3: Yeah, but what that got to do with naming him Friday?
6: Well, gee, what if you named him Saturday? Lots of people take Saturday off, but nobody ever takes Friday. Oh. <laughs> Getting down to the library. I just stopped in to say hello. Hello.
1: Hello.
5: (laughs) The King's and Siesta. You're buzzing by Can't you see that I need to Get off of my chin Get out of my ear Get off of my nose And moose out of here Get out of my life I'm talking to you You busy fly Why don't you shoot fly shoes? shoe? Fly shoe Get off of my chin, get out of my ear Get off of my nose, bam, moose out of here Get out of my life, I'm talking to you, you busy fly Why don't you shoot fly, shoot Fly, shoes. Go away, fly, stop yeah. your buzzin'
3: progress. I'm learning to listen, kiddo. I'm getting to be a good listener. Well, good. There. You can do
2: it, dearie, if you just watch it. I was talking with Mrs. Toops on the phone and I was telling her Hey, about
3: did she say how Mort is? She say anything about Mort? Her husband, Mort Toops? Mort?
2: You see? There you go again, McGee.
3: Huh? Oh, my gosh, I keep forgetting, Molly. I, I don't mean to. Doggone it, what's the matter with me anyhow? I told you. You talk too much. You said it. I'm just a blabbermouth. A loud-voiced, leather-lunged, loose-lipped, old blabbermouth. Oh, now,
2: I wouldn't go that far, dearie. Uh, Look, now, if this thing is going to upset you so much, let's not worry about uh... it. Let's forget it. I love you just the way you are.
3: No, sir.
2: Why, I do, too. Well, it's do... the talk of the town. No, power. no, no.
3: <laughs> I didn't mean that, baby. I know. I mean, I'm not going to forget about listening to people. By George. I'll listen to... Well, now, here comes your chance. Frankly, I'm not too hopeful, but Come in. I'll be polite. I'll be so darn
2: polite. Oh, do come in, Dr. Gamble.
3: Oh, this is going to be tough. (laughs) Hello, Molly. And good day to you, live bait. Uh, Hi, Splint Whittler. How's business? Business, I am happy to report, has been as dull as your conversation. Mm. Except for one interesting case I had yesterday.
2: What was the case, doctor?
3: A man came in with a lacerated forehead and asked me if a bird's beak was poisonous. A bird's beak? My gosh, don't tell me McGee. about huh? oh. oh, I'm sorry, Doc. Go on, Doc. I didn't mean to interrupt. So I said, what kind of a bird was it? And he said, a cuckoo. It seems he was examining a broken clock, and all of a sudden it struck noon and stabbed him 12 times on the head before he could duck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I told him... That... I had
3: a similar experience, Doc. I, guess.
1: Oh.
3: <laughs> I had a couple of pet lovebirds and a parrot, see, and the parrot kept asking the lovebirds why didn't they get married. He, he said he'd perform the ceremony for six pumpkin seeds, but the lovebirds just
2: You interrupted the doctor
3: I did? I'm sorry, doctor Please forgive me That was unexcusable of me Please proceed with your very interesting narrative What goes on here? When did you start being sorry for your own bad manners, wobble puss? Today, doctor You see, Fatso I just come to realize that I ain't a good listener I talk too much Mm -hmm. My trouble is that my life has been so much more interesting than anybody else's That I get impatient and First thing you know, I'm yammering away 16 to the dozen (laughs) Your trouble, my boy, is that you're just a loud-voiced, leather-lunged, loose-lipped blabbermouth
2: You know, that's ob, doctor He said the very same thing himself
3: Yeah, but I was kidding (laughs) He's not No, I'm not McGee, you are the only man I ever knew who interrupts himself. Oh, yeah? You couldn't keep your mouth shut five minutes, flap lip, if your life depended on it. How long? Five minutes. For how much dough? Five dollars. Boy, you got oh, nah, a, a bet. Oh, now, boys, what a silly It's a bet. I'll time you. You said it, it's yeah. a bet. Let me get a drink of water so my throat don't get dry. Where's the drink of water, Molly? In the kitchen? Okay, I'll
1: go.
2: You know, doctor, this might help him at that If we could fix it so every time he interrupted the conversation, it would cost him money. No. He'd have to be rich, wouldn't he? Oh, (laughs) here he comes.
3: All right. You ready, loudmouth? I'll time in. You can be... Oh,
2: look. He's already started, doctor. He's just nodding his head.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's just relax a while and watch his blood pressure come up. <clears throat> you know, I had an interesting thing happen at the Elks Club last week, Molly. Really, Doctor? Yes, they have a chairman of the pool table committee down there who is a very noisy, offensive little character. Mm. And...
2: Well, who is it, Doctor? Anyone we know?
3: Oh, it's nobody interesting, Molly. Just a little twerp with more time than brains who volunteered for the job because it allows him three free games of pool a week. Lord,
1: <laughs> My <Mike? laughs>
2: Happened to let a fellow like that join?
3: Well, it's a mystery to me. I hear that when his name was mentioned for membership, he got so many black balls it looked like a plate of caviar. <laughs> and they say that when he really.
1: Does... Well,
2: he hasn't said a word so far, Doctor. Mm. Look, he's pointing at the clock. Is the time up? Mm.
3: Well, well, it's been so pleasant chatting with you that I completely overlooked the time, Molly. He's had his big fat mouth shut for nearly ten minutes. Mm-hmm.
2: You won, McGee. Mm-hmm. You won. You had your big fat mouth, sh- or your mouth shut for nearly, <laughs> <laughs> nearly ten minutes, dearie. Stay off, doctor.
3: Gladly, Molly. Gladly. Here's the five dollars, McGee. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can talk now, sweetheart. you won the bet.
1: You
3: Open your mouth, McGee. <laughs> what do you. What have you got in your mouth? <laughs>
2: Doctor,
3: look. He's got a tennis ball in his mouth. What? Why the jerky. Come
5: out. If he moved there, the won't hit around. Out in
3: Well, stand there. Stand there and suffer, you <laughs> little chiseler. No wonder you didn't interrupt. You couldn't talk, you little Doctor,
2: chiseler. Doctor, please
3: I... go on do something. You you <laughs> All right, Molly, I'll take it out. It's a pretty picture, though. Oh, yeah. With that tennis ball in his mouth and his ears sticking out, he looks exactly like the Davis Cup. <laughs> <laughs> On, oh, open wide, stupid. Mm. Wider. Mm. Now let me get all of it. Mm.
1: There <laughs> you are. <laughs>
3: That's better. <laughs> well, I won my bet, Molly. Five bucks. <laughs> silly days of all the silly things. Oh, to thanks do. a lot for taking that tennis ball out, too, Doc. Thanks, pal. <laughs> it's a pleasure, my boy. Very reasonable too. Huh? The fee <laughs> is exactly five dollars.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: McGee, your mouth is open again.
2: <laughs>
0: No doubt about it. You'll find it hard to keep your eyes off the gleaming finish of your linoleum after you've used Johnson's Glow Coat. Especially now that Glow Coat has a new glow, a glow that makes your linoleum shine far more brightly than before. Be sure to look for Johnson's Glow Coat, the self-polishing floor wax made exclusively by the makers of Johnson's Wax. Once you take home that familiar yellow container with the bright red band, once you've seen the luster it gives your linoleum, you'll know why more than twice as many women buy Johnson's Glow Coat than any other self-polishing floor What
3: a jip, what a swindle. Five bucks just for taking a tennis ball out of a guy's Well, mop. it was
2: worth it, dearie. If it hadn't been for Doctor Gamble, my
3: gosh, he could be the world's champ with a tennis racket like that.
2: <laughs>
3: Don't you get it, Molly? Racket, tennis racket. It's a play. It
2: ain't funny, McGee. You
3: said it. My jaws hurt. Good night.
2: Good night, all. <laughs>
0: makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat, Racine Wisconsin and Brantford, Canada, bring you Fibber McGee and Molly each week at this time. Be with us again next Tuesday night, won't you? Do you put off polishing your dining room chairs? If so, there must be a reason. And it's probably this. Polishing furniture
3: used to take time. Well, you can now clean and wax polish a chair in less than 90 seconds. The polish that'll do it is Johnson's Cream Wax, An almost unbelievably fast polish that cleans so quickly, dries so quickly, polishes so quickly that using it is practically
0: as easy as dusting. A few strokes with a cloth clean the chair. A few more, and the chair is brightly polished. That's because Johnson's Cream Wax not only cleans in a moment,
3: it dries in a moment. And it polishes in a moment to a hard, satin-smooth wax finish. Start tomorrow with Johnson's Cream Wax, the fastest wax polish
0: you can buy.